0: This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, Tinsley Law & Title, and Gibson Pharmacy. Their sponsorship allows me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by shopping these local businesses and by following each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Michael from Hattigan Media, and I'm in the office of Athens Head Football Coach Zach Harrell. How you doing today, Coach? Doing good,
1: Michael. Appreciate you.
0: All right, so we are wrapping up one part of the season, about to move into a separate part of the season. We are done with non-district play. You come out of uh, non-district 4-0, um, hard to complain too much about your record. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but... When you started this season, you had some questions, and what I'd like to do is I'd like to look back at your non-district play, talk about some of those questions. I think coming in, we talked about changes in your defensive front seven, your offensive line, and uh, a new starting quarterback. Three of the big questions surrounding this team, and I'd say that uh, so far the answers have been pretty good.
1: Yeah, you know, and you started with that by talking about the defense. You know, we. We've mentioned this. We we've, we've changed uh, defensive philosophies. You know, we've changed defensive coordinators. Uh, and so, it. And I felt like coming into the season that that. And I know I said that early on. That would be a strength of our team, our defense. Even though we we have a lot of new players and we have a new scheme, but we really feel like what Coach, the scheme that Coach Bigham has brought to Athens really fits our kids. Uh, and really, our kids have bought into it. And we. We, have, I've been extremely proud with how our, you know, you, you specifically talked about the front seven, how those guys have played. You know, again, we talked about it last week. We're putting more speed on the field at the defensive line positions, and then Connor Clay has played, has really played great at Mike linebacker and just made a ton of plays, and and the scheme has really seemed to fit him well, uh, and so. Could be more pleased with the defense and how all those guys are playing. The great thing about it, too, is that we got a lot of different guys playing. Uh, You know, we've played – we're playing four different defensive ends. We're playing four different defensive tackles. Uh, We're playing – three different outside linebackers. And so, you know, we're rolling in a lot of guys, and a lot of guys are playing in key moments and, and getting good game experience and, and playing at a high level. So we're, we're, we've been really pleased with how our front seven has played and how how they've gotten better every week. You know, Hunter White played a great game against Wills Point. Uh, if you go back and watch the film, Hunter White's a freshman defensive tackle. He played very aggressive. Uh, he got after their quarterback. They had a really hard time blocking him. Uh, and we had other guys play, but he he really caught my eyes. Really, you know, kind of coming to his own and and, and really playing really well last week. And Hunter's a great example of that uh, that
0: philosophy that you were talking about about putting speed on the uh, yeah. on the defensive line because Hunter plays running back on offense. Right,
1: and Hunter Hunter's always up until this year. He was he actually moved in from Corsicana. Uh, but Hunter always played linebacker and running back. And so when he got here, we, he really bought into our summer program and was here every day and, and just really bought into our program. But he's a strong kid. And when I got talking to him, say, said, hey, you know, we're, we're going to play a defensive tackle uh, if, if you want to have a chance to play on Friday nights. And he just bought into it and has done a great job. And so he, he's done a very good job. Like I said, we've had others. And then, you know you talked about our quarterback you know that was a big question coming in uh to this season and, and we've had we had two guys that battled for it and we, we went with the sophomore Ty, and uh you know tie has progressed more than i would have imagined uh before this season more than i could have predicted uh up until this point you know as a freshman he struggled a little bit uh, at playing freshman quarterback on the freshman team just because it was a brand new position. Uh, he had never played quarterback. And I know we talked about that before as well. But he, uh, man, he's done a great job of getting better every week and being coachable. And, uh, you know, the, the he has a really high ceiling uh, moving forward. And we're hoping he continues to get better this season. And I think he will. And then offensive line uh, was another huge question mark, like you mentioned. And th- those guys have gotten better every week. Uh, John Hayes is <coughs> John Hayes at left tackle has been our has mo- most consistent offensive lineman up to this point and played at an extremely high level uh, and then we're we're playing you know we've played three different guys at tackle or I'm sorry three different guys at guard uh, and then two different kids at the other tackle position uh, and that will continue uh, until we feel like one has really separated themselves from the others. But they're they're all getting better every week. Uh, and so that, that's been good to see. And, and they're going to have to keep getting better uh, because the competition is fixing to definitely get tougher. Uh, and we knew that going into this year, and we, we knew that's how it was going to be. And so I think we're up for the challenge. But we're going to have to continue to get better because this week's going to by far be the best opponent that we have played. Alright, so
0: it's just an old truth in football that a lot of the game is won and lost in the trenches. And one of the things I see on both your defensive and offensive lines, you have a lot of youth in there. Yeah. And you're playing a lot of guys, which bodes really well for down the line.
1: Yeah. And you're right. We we're really young of uh, you know, we're playing four defense tackles. They're all underclassmen. Uh two. Uh Sorry, I went blank. Uh, two juniors, a soft a sophomore, and a freshman a defensive tackle. Uh, of the the only part of that is where we are old is the defense hands We're playing four, three are seniors, uh, and one's a junior. Uh, and then on the offensive line, uh, two seniors are playing, and the other five uh, that have played are underclassmen. So you're right, we're we're young, and we're getting better every week. So. The few, we're, we're, we're excited about the future this season and beyond, uh, but the kids have done a great job. And all that experience they're getting,
0: one of the things no one ever wants to talk to, but is a reality in football are injuries, and it's nice to have some of that added depth with some experience. That's something that a lot of teams can't rely on yeah. when they go through the season.
1: Right, and that's thats kind of, you know, when we when – we, not playing, but when we met early on in the season, you know, that that was kind of one of the things we really wanted to do is, hey, we need to get a lot of guys experience and we need to try to play as many guys as possible. Uh, and really like on our varsity roster, uh, almost, almost everybody has gotten to play significant time, which is, which is really big for us.
0: And so one of the strengths we thought coming in uh, and it played out in the first four games of the season is your skill positions, you've got uh, a lot, you're deep at running back, really deep at running back, especially when you look that you expected for Nathan Sims and Ja'Cory Roberts to be there, but now you're starting to bring in Zay Hall, and you've got Hunter White as well behind that. Um, You're deep in the running backs, and you can throw the ball around the yard with three wide receivers that can go off in any game. Uh, and that also plays on the defensive end because the same guys are playing wide receiver, playing in the secondary. Um, so, to me, that's a
1: definitely a strength of your team. Yeah, and, and those guys have done a really good job, and I was talking earlier to somebody today about, you know, the difference in year one and year two, and I think about how, you know, in year one, early on, you know, throwing and catching didn't come real natural uh, and we really had to work at it and, really, and just – because these kids have been doing it so much longer it's just became so much easier for them uh and you know that you know we talked about time and ago that you know his if you took a video of him throwing the ball last year versus throwing the ball now like you would think it's two different kids uh it's just because he's gotten so much more comfortable doing it because we do it all the time and the kids are catching the ball so much better because we do it all the time and so you know and i remember last year sitting here and, and you brought that up you know just a. Hey, the more they do it. And so the, the the improvements in year two have really been even more than, than I could have expected uh, before the year, especially losing as much of off-season time as we did. Uh, but So we're extremely pleased with where our kids are at and our schemes and in just buying into our, our values and our program.
0: So before we move on to the next point, I just want to add one of the things I saw with Zay, bringing him in in the backfield last week is he – adds a dimension catching the ball out of yeah. the backfield that spreads the field a little differently than your other backs. Yeah Zay Zay's a little bit different
1: style back than those those other three that we have back there. You know he's he's very talented uh and he he can get on the perimeter. He's more of a what I would call a you know space player uh he's he's a kid that's dangerous in space and hard to tackle one-on-one where the other guys the other three backs we have are more downhill runners uh and gonna you know they're gonna lower their shoulders and, and move the pile and not to say that they're not they don't have big playability because we all know that nathan Sims has huge big playability but uh zay's just more of a uh you know dual threat type running back and not dual threat, that's the wrong word. Uh but you know, just yeah. He's dangerous in space and so you're right, he does provide a little bit more dynamic to to that position. And we're we're trying to you know, he's just a sophomore. Uh so we're we're trying to bring him along and as as we move throughout the season, kinda add more and more uh to him as he matures through in our program. So when you look back at the last four games, when you look back at the non-district,
0: um, what, do you, what do you see when you say, man, we really have to work on that? This is, this is the spot we really need to improve on in order to take that next step.
1: Yeah, you know, I think a couple areas. You know, the first one is just really looking at the Wills Point game is we got to make sure, because Wills Point was the first time we had really seen a team That wanted to throw the ball uh, and throw the ball a lot and throw the ball downfield, and so and they kind of exposed us in some areas, and we they got behind us, and uh, you know they missed some opportunities. But against these teams, we're fifth player district, you know, starting off with Chapel Hill. uh, That that if we had the same uh, mistakes we make made in the secondary. Last week, then it won't be good Friday night. So we really got to shore that up. And then, you know, the other thing that we challenged on where we really got to improve is, you know, offensive line uh, is, you know, we're still busting too many assignments. And, and it, it, it's difficult uh, because, you know, we, we expect our offensive line to identify. The defensive front and run our play based on what front they're in and so again it just comes with youth and comes we have a brand new center uh, and we have you know a lot of youth up there and so the, those are the area the two areas just off the top of my head that we really need to improve quickly on uh, and how and we're hoping we improve this Friday uh, in those two areas
0: so I want to I want to ask a question, a football question now, especially for for some of our listeners um, to understand. I know when I talk to a lot of defensive coaches, and we talk about particularly the secondary guys on the outside, I hear the term "eye discipline" right. all
1: the time. Yeah.
0: Would you explain what eye discipline means? Yeah. So
1: what what that means is, uh, and it's very important. Is is for those secondary guys to have their eyes on their read. Uh, and, and for us, uh, what that means is, you know, we, we don't play hardly any man. Uh, we're, we don't play any man-to-man. We're a zone team. Uh, and so, like our corners, for example, they have to have their eyes on the number two receiver, on the slot receiver. Uh, and while they're doing that, they have to, that most of the time, depending on the coverage, they're getting depth. Uh, and so the number two receiver is going to tell them what to do. Uh, now if, if they're not locked in on their keys and looking at their receiver keys versus having their eyes in the backfield, uh, which what happened the other night, uh, a couple times, uh, then, then they're going to get fooled and people are going to get behind us. Like, you know, the other night they ran a play action and our corner got his eyes in the backfield. Uh, and he, as he was doing that, when he was looking at the backfield, there goes the receiver running by him. Uh, and so if he would have had his eyes on his read, uh, then he would have stayed back and been in position. And that, that's a lot easier said than done uh, in the heat of a game and on you know, Friday night and on their sideline. Uh, but, but it's very important not to get mi- mixed up and, it, you know things the offense are trying to do to get the defense to not have good eye discipline.
0: And so when you watch a football game on a Saturday or a Sunday, you'll hear the announcers sometimes talk about all the eye candy. This is right. exactly what they're talking about. That's where that you you see that jet sweep motion coming through. They it seems like they never hand the ball off or they're going play action. That's exactly what they're trying to do because all it takes is a step, right? Yeah, yeah, that's all it takes. Um, you know, if you hesitate that one step, you take your eyes off your read. Right. By the time you turn around to try to catch up, the other guy's three, four yards behind you. And, you know, even even at the high school level, three yards is wide open. Yeah, you're right. You're and so, eye
1: right. discipline. Very, very important. Not really easy, though. No, and it takes a lot of reps. And that's, you know... Especially with young kids back there, uh, it just takes a rep after rep after rep. All
0: right, well, hey, thanks for telling us about that, Coach. Now let's look at Chapel Hill coming in. Uh, they're three and one. They're coming off a big loss, but they
1: look a lot better this year than they have in the past. Yeah, they're they're a very good football team. Coach Riordan does a great job. He's a great football coach. Uh, he's been successful everywhere he's been. Uh, and they they provide a huge challenge for us and one that we're excited about. Uh, we're excited about getting to play the caliber of teams that, that we're going to get to play in this district and, and really hoping to you know, send a statement that hey, the Athens Hornets uh, are, are going to be mentioned uh, for a long time right up there with these high-caliber teams. So it's a great challenge for us. Uh, Chapel Hill offensively, they spread offense. Uh similar, pretty similar to us. They want to play fast. Uh they're they're very balanced. Uh they're gonna throw the ball down the field. They have talented receivers. Uh and they also they also but they're also very good at running the football. You know, their quarterback is an extremely talented player, by far the best player that we faced. Um uh, he's he's run and throw it. he's their leading rusher. Uh his name's Cameron Ford he's a senior number five and he he provides a great challenge for us uh and so and then they play three different running backs that are all very talented uh, they're young they're similar to us they most of their team is juniors and sophomores uh their best receiver number two uh alonzo mcgregor is a sophomore number one tyson berry another very talented receiver sophomore so they have some use, but they, they prevent a great challenge for our defense, especially, you know, like we've already talked about last week against Wills Point. You know, they're, they're going to try to test us down the field as well. Uh, so, and when you say play fast, what you mean is
0: a lot of times a team like that, if they get a good positive play, they will press the tempo, They'll yeah. try to keep the defense on their heels. You do it as well, right. it's, a, it's a pretty common strategy now, mm-hmm. but. It can cause some real trouble
1: to a defense trying to catch up to what's going yes. on. Yeah, you're right. And we try to do that too, play up tempo and play fast. And and that they do a very good job of it. So we, we got to line up uh, and get ready to play each down, regardless of what happened to the down before. And this is where that whole thing we talked a few minutes about, about eye
0: discipline. But it's all the where you, you have to play your spot. You have to watch your reads. Sometimes in a situation when things start to go a little south, yeah
1: it's real common
0: for especially young players
1: try to, to lose do too much right yeah and it's all about your mental focus uh, because again, like you just said when sometimes you've you just been hit on a big play you know and human nature is to hang your head or to you know feel sorry for yourself or, or we, we can't do that uh, because they, we know they're gonna be snapping the ball. As fast as they can and be looking to take shots. Uh, and so, you, middle focus and is huge, uh, especially like you said, for those secondary guys. Because if you can create just a little bit of confusion, I can get that step behind. That's right. All right. So, what do they do on defense? How do they look defensively? So, defense, they play very aggressively, uh, they, they play multiple fronts. Uh, you know, almost at any front that you could possibly play, they play. Uh, and so they want to create confusion with that, and they are going to blitz you. They're going to bring they're going to bring people, uh, try to get to your quarterback. And so, it prevents a great challenge because of how they play. Uh, and you know, now doing that sometimes, based on because they're playing so different many fronts and bringing to, you know there there are some opportunities for big plays. Uh, and and sometimes you know. Sometimes they're confused because they do so much. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of that high-risk, high-reward deal. Uh, they're, it, if you're not prepared for it, they can expose you. But if you are prepared, there's some big opportunities out there.
0: So it sounds like now I understand why you were just saying that one of the big things we need to really concentrate on is our offensive line. Right. And it's uh, – getting its uh, uh, assignments correct right? because this is a game we've talked before in the past so far this year I say okay so what's Brownsboro they're 10-1 this is what they're going to do we have a basic idea of what they're going to do they may mix it up a little bit but there sounds like this time all bets are off you never know what's going to come out you might come out with a nose guard you might yeah. come out with four-man front,
1: you might come out with the three-man front, whatever. Yeah, you're exactly right. So we we got to be ready for that because they're, they're going to throw everything at us. With the
0: blitzing, too, I think that becomes important for your um, running back and pass pro. Yeah. Um, would you talk just a second about for those guys? Because I don't think we talked too much about that. I know we talked a little bit in the past about your H-back. But you have an H-back, you have a running back who have some really important responsibilities in pass protection.
1: Yeah, they do. Uh, and, you know, we're, we use our running back in our passing game to protect almost all the time. We don't involve him a lot in the passing game. Uh, now, we have some plays where we do, but most of the time, we're, we we want to protect as many guys as we can because we want to protect our quarterback. Uh, and So they also have to know the front and know what their assignment is based on the front because it can change uh, on who they're keen for their protection. Uh, and especially a team that blitzes a lot like Chapel Hill does because you, you're going to be, in, you know, if your guy don't blitz a lot of times, a like lot teams that don't blitz, the running backs just kind of help it. Uh, but here, against these guys, he, a lot of times he's going to have a guy that he has to block. And if he doesn't, that guy's going to be free. Uh, and, you know, you're also missing the H-back, you know. Well, there's times we like to protect with the H-back and the running backs. We get seven protectors. Uh, and so those those guys are very important and going to be very important this week in our protection, And uh, the H-back. You know, he, he's another guy that we talked about it last week uh, with the defensive tackles. The H-back's another position that is extremely uh, a selfless position because those guys hardly ever – get any, you know, in our offense, you know, they, they don't get a lot of uh, action. You know, a lot of balls thrown to them or handed to them. And so they they have to do their job, but their job is very, very important in our offense. And, you know, uh, Mickens has done a great job uh, for us this year of playing that position and also playing defense tackle. And so
0: for our listeners who, who might not be familiar with the term HVAC, we're talking about a running back Who's a lot like a tight end? Yeah, uh, a blocking tight end. Kind of end. a tight. I would
1: call it a, a kind of a, a hybrid between a tight, a tight end and fullback.
0: You know, and a lot of the times they will line up um, b- behind the tackle or in between the tackle and the guard, uh, behind the offensive line, and that's where they're going to block from.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that you know they're they're key in the run game as well. Uh, you know, and like last week. Last week we we used the H uh, back almost the entirety and the the entire game, which was the first time. You know we we've used him, but that was the first time we've really got into our game plan with hey we're going to use him most sure. of the game, uh, and he did a great job. And moving forward, you know we we got to we we hope by the time we get district, you know we, we've kind of used all our formations, so we have them all kind of at our at our exposure uh, to be able to use, uh, and so. You know, there'll, there'll be some things this week, too, that uh, Chapel Hill or people haven't seen us do as well, going into the district that we obviously say So
0: So you've, uh, uh, I and mean, we talked about this last year, it was every every week you were adding something a little yeah. bit new. And part of it was because new program, you know, you hadn't put in the whole playbook, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so where are you now? I mean, how much of the playbook do you have in? Oh, the, the Zach
1: Harrell playbook. Uh, I don't know percentage wise. Uh, you know, I, I feel like we, we got most of our we, we've ran most of our main schemes. Uh, now, we, there's definitely quite a bit of stuff that we haven't showed just because we, we feel like, hey, we, we, we want to save some stuff for the district games uh, that opponents haven't seen.
0: So. so so one of the things we talked about at the beginning of the season, and we talked about it a lot last season, and I think one of the main reasons we haven't seen it too much is because um, you haven't really needed it, it but uh, I haven't seen too many of the misdirection right. type plays, the, the, the special plays, I'm trying real hard not to say trick plays, yeah. that uh, we saw quite a
1: bit of last year. Right. Well, yeah, that's for multiple reasons. You know, number one, like you mentioned, we, uh, you know, but we've won all these games up to this point, uh, not easily, but pretty, you know, by a large margin, by a pretty, you know, good margin, and we put the game, we put the last two games pretty much away at halftime, and so, you know, we we felt, you know, we, we haven't needed them as much, whereas last year a lot of those games were tight early on uh so we need the big momentum plays and so that's one reason too and secondly you know we, last year we felt like some of that stuff really fit our kids and this year we really wanted to focus on you know with the young team as we've talked about we wanted to really focus on, hey let's get great at doing what we do uh and spending more time with that so we'll see moving forward uh how, how the games go and where we're at all
0: right, so Friday night, Chapel Hill coming into town to start district play. Tickets, same thing. We're in district play now. Right. So tickets will be on sale starting today on the
1: website. That website is? Uh, well, you caught me off guard, Michael. It's Go <laughs> event tickets. I believe I think you're right school event yeah. dot com. and then you just search Athens Hornets and it should come up and it's also and, on sale right now here in the athletic office today until 7 p.m. and I'd encourage you you know last last week we sold out Thursday morning at 6:30 a.m. online so you know tickets were available they didn't sell out on Wednesday uh, so if you, if you want tickets I would either get online today or come in today from ten to seven, and Miss Dorothy Bundy is here till seven for the people. We we set that up on purpose for the people that had to, couldn't come in till five and come sure. in for work, and so we want to be available for everybody. So I would encourage you if you plan on coming buy to take us today. All right. So make sure that you're here, Bruce Field, Friday night,
0: seven thirty, Chapel Hill. Coming to town, started district play four 0
1: athens hornets looking forward to it coach we will see you friday i got one more thing michael right. i also want to remind people it's uh it's senior night uh we and i'll kind of explain why you know we moved it up it's usually the last week but you know 2020 being a crazy year and we we have all intention uh and 100 percent expect uh, to play every game uh and beyond the 10 games we plan to be in the playoffs. But, uh, we, we just wanted to make sure that we're able to honor these seniors with, with not knowing how crazy 2020 is. So we moved it up to the first available date after homecoming, which is this week. So we want to honor those kids and make sure that, that our seniors are able to be honored. and So we're, we're doing that uh, this week, uh, 7 o'clock.
0: All right, there you go, folks. Be here 7 o'clock for senior night. Coach, thank you for giving us a few minutes to talk Athens Hornets football. We'll see you Friday night.
1: Thanks, Michael. I appreciate you.